Welcome to Mundo! Chat Podcast Episode Four. I'm your host, Flapjack Bill. We've got a full set of the Mad Lads in here tonight. Got Colonel Kraken and Proxy Jack. We're here to talk mad shit about League, help the low Elo plebs like our former selves climb to the highest of Elos, and generally entertain you. Uh, this is a safe space for feeders and scrubs alike. Now, mute all chat, and let's invade Red. Boys. I forgot to mention this when I was talking about the rundown before, but what is, uh, how are we doing in ranked right now? How's it looking? Um, pretty good. I can't wait till we're on like episode 60 and you can say it like faster than Eminem. <laughs> like, it's gonna get. <laughs> like, that's beat. That'd be sick. I'll do it. But, yeah. Don't don't you doubt me. Don't <laughs> forget, so like, $200 on pit. No, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> It's, it's been oh it's been awful i don't know what's up with my mmr it's like i got started at bronze one and then i still get bronze ones in my game at the top wow of silver. It, it, it doesn't help i'm bronze one bud we duo the, the problem is the duo game that i think you and i had i think we were all silvers but I've gotten like three bronze one players, and they blame me for losing when it's a three eleven Rengar that has ulted six minions. <laughs> so, heavens yep. to Betsy. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Kraken, where um, are you at? I'm kind of. I've played. I haven't played as much as Proxy. I, I think I've played more than you, though. Oh yeah. Flapjack. I played, <laughs> yeah. I'm twenty seven and twenty, so I'm. I'm not. I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I should probably play, get in more games. I, I play, like, sporadically. Like, I'll play, I'll play, like, a lot of games on, like, one day and then take, like, two days off. But, um, yeah, um, I know the tilt cometh, but, um, I'm pretty happy. It, it also helps that, like, uh, Leona Blitz and Nami and Nautilus are all busted right now. And those are my, like, characters. So, uh, it's all PG. And they need to be playing more, though. Probably. That's my problem. I am currently 16 and 16. 16 of those losses, though, are the eight losses I suffered in placements. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, You're 14 and 8 outside of your placements. Outside of placements, yeah. I'm 14 and 8, and I've got... Um, I need to win one in my next three games to get into silver. <clears throat> but I, I've literally played one game a day this week. And I got into promos. I won the first game, and now I'm here. And you know, if you after play a game this... a day, if you play a game a day, you can actually climb pretty fast. Because if you win all of them, <laughs> yeah, that I mean that's fair. You're not you gonna like climb net, very high. You net one win like every single day, <laughs> right? <clears throat> Anywho, uh, that's the ranked update. Uh, we've got. Uh, we just I I learned today. About a couple hours before we started recording tonight, that uh, our uh, submission to Apple Podcasts got approved, so you can now find the Mute All Chat podcast on <clears throat> the Podbean host site where we are graciously hosted, and Apple Podcasts for all the millions of iPhone users. You can now listen to our sultry voices assault you with League of Legends terms and dumb facts. Sultry voices. Uh, yeah, just like that. Uh, Today, uh, if you don't remember, if you didn't listen to last week, I asked all the guys, including myself, to come up with a topic uh, that they were going to spearhead a discussion on. Uh, so we got three topics today, and uh, I'll go ahead and let each creator introduce their own uh, topic, but we're starting with Proxy, so what do you got for us, bud? Well, here, let me pull it up again. Uh, the big thing that I kind of want to go over that I see a lot of issues at my ELO right now is the fact that people just don't know what they need to pick in champ select um because mm. that's going to be a big determining factor of 
how good your team's going to synergize. Like, for example, you get that Yasuo Malphite combo. You get um, a lot of, you get like a Senna ADC to help carry all these assassins that you're going with. You got to focus on like what's going on with your team first before you can really figure out what you need to go. Even if you're an ADC, you have some leniency if your entire team goes AD. You just have to think outside the box. And so that's what I want to kind of like, what do you guys notice in your games that has kind of been like, well, we lost it in champ select. Like what has caused you to be like, wait a minute, why did we lose this game so hard and never had a chance to recover? Um, well, in uh, in a, a typical thing that I'm seeing in high bronze, low silver games where I'm playing against a wide variety of players that are in the same MMR but have a variation in skill and game knowledge uh, is a significant either lack or a significant presence of appropriate crowd control champions. So I either have games where everyone on their team, on the enemy team or on my team, can do some form of crowd control, be it a stun, a slow, a blind, something or other like that. And that's cool, and I like that, because that's the way I like to play. Or it is swung so hard in the other direction, and it's a team of only damage dealers with <clears throat> no crowd control, or at the very least, like, soft crowd control, like a Soraka and just it, 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 it's never an appropriate balance of hardcore damage with peel and uh, crowd control that's a, like the appropriate amount and on the right champs and it, it kind of gets balanced when I play Anivia because she can do all of the above but it's, uh, it's definitely a struggle seeing the pendulum swing so much yeah, and that's like a big thing that I've been noticing too is people just don't always utilize the utility. Yeah. They're so focused on getting someone that's all damage. Rengar. Rengar, that one game just ticked me off. He had a... I should have looked up his stats. He had like a 20% win rate on Rengar, but all of those wins, and especially all of his losses, he had over 10 deaths every single game. I think there were two games he didn't have, like, out of, like, 15 on Rengar that he didn't feed. And it was just kind of like, ah, so there's the problem. I should have double-checked his thing <laughs> because he didn't know what he was doing on the champion and lost just a lot of utility because he wasn't using the best form of CC, which is killing your opponent. <laughs> because of that, we were down a whole lot of utility. I tried to make up for that because we had uh, Diana on the team as well, so kind of another assassin. So I tried to make up for it uh, by tr um, playing as Senna so I could keep them in the fights. It didn't end up panning out, and we got destroyed bot lane. And because our jungler, even though the enemy team was constantly jumped or pushed in, it took him, like, he was two levels underneath the jungle, couldn't use his ult until late. And then when he finally got his ult, he came down bot and just kept jumping on minions after ulting. And then telling me, well, it's not my fault that it was going to run out and I had no target. And it's like, wait a minute, you ulted by mid and ran all the way bot and ran out. Like, <laughs> you're missing out on the, all this utility and not helping the team. You're getting carried. <laughs> That's any of oof. these games that you play. Proxy Jack and the Rangar Troll. <laughs> I was I was so done after that game. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely people not using, like what you said, Proxy about like not using utility, and then like uh, what Flapjack said about teams on just like the polar the the polar ends of like the spectrum, where like it's either all CC, it's all damage, or it's all this, and it's not a good balance. A lot of times I see people. Um, picking, like, the other team will pick first, they'll pick whatever, and then my team will pick 
characters that are obviously countered by what they've already picked. Or characters that are um, obviously weaker than what they have. And <laughs> oh my god. Simple, and it's just like simple game knowledge would tell you that it's like, hey, if if they have if they have like a Blitzcrank or something, don't pick a low mobility like mid or like um, or, or something like that, or um, like if 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 they if they insta lock Orn, don't pick someone that is susceptible to like to Orn's like playstyle. Um, but like time and time again, like in champ selects, I'll just see people picking suboptimally. For what, for like the situation? It's like um, don't when you see a Talon, don't pick Syndra because you're just gonna get locked down and killed over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Like that can spike and jump around. The um, and I think I think the way that you, I mean, because you know, you're the constant all games. The way that you can counteract that is to, I'm still I'm still in the mindset of like you should play two champs tops. But if you can play, if you can play like three different types of roles in the same, or three different types of champ in the same role, then you'll be able to flex a little bit depending on the like the needs of like a team. So like if you're mid, you want to have like maybe like one assassin, maybe one control mage, and then one blah 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 blah. Or like or like if you're on support, you want to have like one engager one peeler and like one like damage carry maybe mm -hmm. um so that can help uh, yeah. it's honestly like the reason why i brought out a rise apc it doesn't yeah, make yeah, sense to to play but it's like i have a zed i have a ad jungler i have an ad top my support can yeah break out maybe a brand or something but it's like that's still only like a third of the team doing ap damage like that's only a third of our damage Going yeah. to AP. So a thorn mail and we're out. Mm -hmm. Throw in a rise, suddenly we get extra CC. We get teleports that can move things around and then AP damage. Mm -hmm. That's actually pretty brutal late game. Yeah, also a lot of bad a lot of like a bad draft trend that I see a lot is um teams that don't have multi target ultimates. Mm hmm uh, because drag fights, because drag fights are so frequent now, uh, you want to have at least one champ on your team that can, like, like an like an Orn or a Namial or just something in that degree, um, because there's so many skirmishes over, like drag. Even if drag's the suboptimal play, everyone's like that's what's popping right now. Like that's what's hot. It's just hot to be in that bot river, and if you can land those, like multi-target. Alts, it can sway the it can sway the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, that's made Orn like top of the top this season. It's yeah. Like he once once he started getting in the later game, it's like now he can start helping you out with objectives and w making sure like oh yeah we were down three dragons but then we got all four of the exact same mm -hmm. dragon and got yeah. soul because yeah as you said that fight. Just constant ults, and we knock the entire team into CC. Mm -hmm. It's like, would you rather do 500 damage to one target, or do 400 to two of them? Sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, also, the, the thing that, that kind of sinks my ship on that point, though, is that assassins are also pretty good right now. But it, they also can create 4v5s before the drag happens, optimally. Um, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, gotcha. I think people and this is this is definitely a problem in lower elo not because people are bad necessarily but one issue that you, you you're going to run into is so like especially in bot lane someone's going to pick a support that's really good right like they're going to pick Braum or Tom Kench right really good high level support that guy, that support player, wants his ADC to succeed. He wants to put in the work to make sure that the other player can do all the damage and carry the team. But mm -hmm. that guy locks it in, and the ADC picks some stupid shit. Because <laughs> they don't know about champions. Mm 
and they don't know about what other champions do. While like it's definitely important, just like Kraken said, to play two or three champions in your role. If your role is affected by other roles, which guess what? It's a team game. It is. Uh, you top. need uh, yeah, unless you're top, in which case <laughs> you're on an island and you're you're just by yourself. But if if your if your champion is affected by other champions on your team, you need to know what the optimal other champions are. So if your support locks in a Brom, you want to play something that like you don't want to play a spell cast based ADC. You don't want to play Ezreal with Brom. You do want to play Kaisa with Brom. Because not only does Braum have a passive that stacks CC with just auto attacks, but Kaisa also has a passive that stacks damage with auto attacks. Like, that is a super no-brainer duo that is exceptionally hard to draft. At least it was last season when, like, she was permabanned. But, like, if you don't know that Braum stacks that passive you may pick Ezreal, and then it's like a wasted opportunity, you know? Like, there's an oppor- like there's an opportunity cost in draft to picking the wrong thing, whether you're good at it or not. But also, in low elo, only ever play what you're good at. Yeah. And that, one's, that last point is kind of a hit and miss for me right now, because it's like, I'm really good at Twitch. He's one of my favorite champions in a good spot right now. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um... I, I like playing with Twitch. I like playing with good Twitches, because um, the invisibility it, it's it's one of those things. It's it's like the spy in Team Fortress, where it's like it doesn't. Even, if you can just manipulate the the low awareness of like low elo players with like invisibility and like and like deceptive gimmicks like that, then you can always get a good burst on them. Mm-hmm. Um, too bad Twitch isn't. But the thing is, not everyone is good at twitch like that so yeah um and like i mean just to recap so far what we've said making sure that uh characters or champions complement one another brahm kaisa or like a malphite yasuo like something that's gonna help Mm -hmm. yeah yeah double check your comp like what's the damage output is it all ad all ap is there true damage in there um and then see also just like filling in gaps um is the other thing that we've been talking about so like doing all of this it's gonna help you succeed not like in the game alone but just seeing it in draft you're gonna start working together already like you're already playing the team game before anyone's even put that mindset on what's a comp maybe before well maybe before we go into uh flapjack segment Mm -hmm. what's a comp when you're just playing solo by yourself and and you see it you see it come up and you're like all right this is going to be a good game this is this is this is the kind of comp that i like to play in um probably the best thing that i've played recently as the adc of the group is a freaking swain gin bot yes (laughs) you Uh, follow up cc with cc you compliment you mix up the damage so they can't itemize against you and now you have two people that could probably. I, I like I, I like I like I like subbing gens a lot. Uh, what about on the what about on the other roles to like round it out? Uh, I mean not like champion specific, but like you want to see like more CC? Do you want to see like more damage from the other roles or? Uh, oh no, go ahead, Proxy. No, no, I was gonna ask you actually. Oh, well, I know uh, because I'm a rotten bastard and I only ever play Anivia, and when I don't, I lose. Um, I really, really like seeing in my games on my team, I like seeing champions that have a good mix of crowd control and damage output. Like, if you're going to play a Jinx, that's cool, you know? That's a full damage champ. But the odds that you hit a perfect, uh, what is the bear trap or whatever? Her little uh, fire traps? The odds that you hit that at a clutch point in a team fight are pretty slim because you need to be worried about making sure you have runans and your rockets are critting on all the right targets and you're not getting dove on right but 
like so you can play that but i would also prefer to see the Jin, who has a pretty like honestly it's a really good lockdown or the caitlin who has a really hard to place but good lockdown even aphilios has lockdown right now senna too mm -hmm. like and it's kind of dumb because champions who can do everything are super broken but i i like seeing someone competent like proxy you play a good senna and it took me watching eu to see another good senna like i had to watch the lec games from last weekend to realize the potential that the senna had um because I, when you were playing it with me i didn't know how to deal with it i didn't know like what i needed to do to make it work for you which quick comment on that next patch adc senna's getting nerfed yeah so, she was a yeah, support. Be that team player before the team game has started. Because if you can help your teammates survive because there's such high damage and so so focused on going in, if you keep them alive, that fight's going to extend and more than likely fit in your favor. Yeah. Because they are the high damage. They're probably going to die, but if they live, what, I mean, what could go wrong? Right. I'll give you a quick example of the, that exact thing that happened to Kraken and I yesterday. <clears throat> we were playing a game. You knew I was going to bring it up, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> we played this game. Uh, he was playing Nami. I was playing Anivia. Um, and it started bad just from the get-go. Uh, our jungler died level one at the red buff. He just got mobbed on by five people. There was nothing we could do. Uh, we were not prepared for an invade. And uh, the game, it just went from bad to worse. <clears throat> To the point that we were 10k behind um, and in a really bad spot, they took all three of our inhibitors and... They took all three, they took all three inhibitors? I thought they took... I thought they just took did mid. They, oh, maybe they did just take mid. I don't remember. They yeah, For some reason, they stopped trying to push into the base for whatever reason. But we had a Vayne on our team and she wasn't exactly like the best at knowing where she should be all the time, but she knew her way around a team fight. And she could 1v1 you if she, like, knew you were there. If you jumped on her, she was dead in the water. But there was at least one time where it was me and Vayne, 2v3, against three people on the enemy team, and I laid down as much crowd control and damage as I could before I got sent into my passive as an egg, and she just cleaned up. And it was that exact thing. Like, it's not my job to kill everyone. It's my job to make sure Vayne can kill everyone. Because Vayne is the... I'm the extended teamfight winner. She's the immediate teamfight winner. Like, if I unleash her, the teamfight ends quickly. If I need to win the teamfight, it's gone on for too long. And you want to be able to do those things if you drafted poorly and picked, like, Ziggs. Or, right. like, someone with... Or, like, Talon. <laughs> um, something like that. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's an example of uh, just, like you know understanding your team comp and knowing what you need to do to make your to make your game a win and that's all that matters is getting the win so i'm gonna contradict everything we just said guys my favorite comp <laughs> to play in is four carries and nami oh my god <laughs> like, no 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 you're complimenting everyone you're a he you are like everything that they are not it's because i i feel like when I'm when I'm when I'm on Nami and I have like four carries, maybe I have like some sort of AD carry top, and I have like Yi jungle. Um, I mean now that now that I can now that I can buff um, now that I can buff like like even spells or even like just like the abilities and stuff, is that I feel like I'm playing as I'm playing as like Patrick Mahomes or something, and my four I'm like Steve Nash, and I'm trying to just distribute the ball to four to four other people. And I have four chances for one of those guys to carry. To just start running away and get like 20 kills or something like that. And for me, like at least with solo queue, I like being able to to like, alright, let's say let's say the let's say ADC doesn't go that great. Maybe he didn't pick maybe he didn't pick up. I can go help Jung, I can go help um like mid or something like that. So like it might not be the best thing. Yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend drafting like that, but it is, it is kind of just fun to like do every once in a while. I think or that's maybe one a... other, one other tank, one other engager would be nice. Oh yeah, too, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, that's pretty well covered. It. What, what do you think, Brox? 
Yeah, no, that that's perfect, honestly. I think that is a good conversation starter to start thinking about as you head into a game. So we can move on, yeah. All right. Uh, next up is me, and I, I was listening to a bunch of podcasts today when I came up with my topic because I want to stay, you know, as... Uh, I want to know as much as I can about the game because what I've realized about when I win is because I know stuff and I can apply that knowledge into what I'm doing and how I want to play. So <clears throat> I listen to all these podcasts with people who are better than me and you know trying to teach people who are my elo and lower how to be better. And uh, the one thing that I was thinking of uh, while listening to all this stuff with you know the memory of the pro games just fresh in my mind is dragons, right? Uh, it's a new season, season ten. They redid the dragons, and they're this is this is like this is like a hot take for League of Legends, but it makes sense if you think through it slowly. Dragons suck mm-hmm. until you get three of any kind, and then you get soul, and then you get elder. Those are the only conditions where the dragons don't suck. Now. I just I confirmed this fact with Proxy before we started recording. Um, the way dragons spawn is you get a dragon, then you get another dragon, and then mm-hmm. the third dragon, that's the dragon that matters because that's the dragon that dictates what the rest of the dragons are going to be and what the map becomes. So you can, you're either going to get your, your Cloud Drake, your uh, Ocean uh, fucking Mountain, and then the On Fire one. And <laughs> Infernal, that's what it's called. Escaped my mind. Uh, it, and it's very unlikely that the first two dragons of the game are going to be the same. I don't think, in at least in my last 10, 15 games of Summoner's Rift, I don't think the first two dragons in that game have ever been the same. And they definitely have not been the same as the third drake. So, my thought here, and the way I want to start a discussion about it is, let's say you're in a game, right? The first dragon that spawns... In a game? Yeah, you're in a game. The first, game. Yeah, dude. We're in a game. In a game. The, oh, shoot. The first dragon spawns, and it's infernal. Do you scrap it out for that drake? Because think about what you know now. What you know now is, it's not going to be a third infernal drake the next drake isn't going to be infernal and the buff on a first infernal drake is four percent extra damage four percent do you team fight for that dragon or what do you do instead if you choose not to see really for me it really depends on what dragon it is and what champion i am for example cloud drake i really will or i really and i i don't know why it's always been unavailable to me whenever it, but like cloud drake and senna really good pairing because you're you're cool yeah is a good like having a half two having a global alt every two seconds it's kind of nice <laughs> like even if it's that initial what five or ten percent cooldown it's it's really viable with her but like mm-hmm. if i'm what like varus or uh uh Jin, where like my ults up every team fight there's no point it's really kind of champion dependent and it's like because I really do like the Cloud Drake this time it's like if it really is going to help us way later I want it I want that initial one and I might just scrap you know the mountain or uh, the um, ocean if they're not very tanky or not really dependent on Mm -hmm. poke that's a good counterpoint I like that what about you Kraken are you fighting for that first infernal Drake or not Uh, well this is like when we were texting that one time um because like i'm not i'm not a jungler and i don't have i don't have like i mean i i can i can sweep i can like sweep the drag pit i can ward the drag pit yada 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 but um i'm kind of in the mindset of i'm kind of in the play for soul mindset because in low elo like people are really bad at closing out games mm-hmm. so we're probably going to get to those two or th- like those three drake situations a lot mm-hmm. And for me, um, I texted you this, and maybe I can just say it out for those listeners, is that I think of Drake's as like the World Series. In the World Series, you have seven games to win four games. You don't want to lose the first two games. Why? Because if you lose the first two games, 
you have to go four and one against the other team to win the World Series. Let's say you go down two Drakes or like three Drakes or something like that. You have to, in order, if you want the soul, you have to get it right four times in a row. Yep. And do you think that you can coordinate using only pings and chat, which people don't listen to, period, unless they're flaming? Do you really think you can get the right thing to happen four times in a row? If you go down, if you go down enough drakes. Uh, um, I think it depends on the game state for your teammates yeah. at that point. But if it like if they're not running it down and they're really trying to win, I think that it's definitely possible to rally your yeah. ragged band of morons to <laughs> get those dragons. But yeah, you you also have a very good counterpoint. I like that because I couldn't come up with a counterpoint to my own idea. Yeah, because um, it's like let's say you go, you're you're the one up two zero right on drags. Mm-hmm. Now you have room to make mistakes. Now you, there's less pressure and there's less like it's like oh we can they can get that they can get that drag they can even get that second drag because now it's tied 2-2 uh uh i don't know um maybe when you have more coordination or if you're playing like flex or it's like you know or if it's like a team or something like that you can have Mm -hmm. different discussions but i i don't really trust consecutive because every game low elo is it's tug of war It it just goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth Right. So mm-hmm. if you get pulled a few times uh, closer to like the line to losing the tug of war, you're gonna have to t- <laughs> you have to really pull one out of the you know pull one out of the hat. To it's just something I'm not like that comfortable with. Yeah. No, that that makes total sense. And I think that's actually what you guys are saying. I think is probably the optimal way to go about dragons in solo queue, duo queue. Uh, unless you are uh, like really familiar with all your teammates somehow. In low elo, I don't think it's possible because there's just a bajillion of us. But I think that's certainly the way to go about it. But if I were to say, say I was like a high-level analyst or whatever, or I was working for a yeah. team or something, if I see this team that I'm coaching uh-huh. like really scrapping it out for these first two dragons and then taking the next two, they've in a sense they've neutered the buff on the third drake because yeah. if you get if you get a mountain then you get an infernal and then you have the ocean drake as the third drake and every drake after that's in the ocean drake if you get the first four dragons in the game obviously you're doing very well and you're probably going to win just by the control that you're exerting on the map alone but you're not going to get the most profit out of that ocean drake because you there's not enough slots for you to have another ocean drake <laughs> You're going to get the soul, which is super valuable, but you could have three ocean drakes and the soul. Yeah. So, like, maybe you advise your team, you know, skip the first dragon, try to get dragons two through four, because you'll guarantee yourself soul and a three dragon buff to just maximize the stuff that you can do. And... Once again, I don't think that's something you should do in low elo solo queue because you're exactly right. You guys are right. Like, you're gonna rely on your teammates for that. <laughs> Out of here. But that I think I think that's something that people need to take into consideration, especially with Rift Herald that spawns twice on the other side of the map. If you get it first mm-hmm. and hand your top laner a Rift Herald on their little island by themselves to give them a massive amount of gold all at once. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you go and get the next one too because you just got that much control over the game. You're just swimming yeah. in gold at that point. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess like the one thing that I have noticed, and this kind of relates. It's kind of really weird. Is the one thing that really determines late game dragon control is whether your top and mid um, are winning. It, it, because ADC got like such a big nerf at the start of the season, oddly, it was it was it feels so weird because like there were some things that also like Caitlyn was strong just because of Storm Razor buff and whatnot, but everything else just kind of fell off. Like ADC, the role felt weakened. It's like yeah, you could have priority bot, but also in top and mid, they're finally roaming the map, and now they're the reason why you're getting um, any sort yeah. of pressure. Like it, it's all of a sudden it's like. Wow, and it's like wow. a lot of a lot of in vogue top laners and mid laners right now are designed to just to just dunk on ADCs in general. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's it's pretty much just you, uh, just since you're saying, do you give up that first Drake? I've seen it too often where you get those first two Drakes, and all of a sudden the enemy team gets the next four, mm-hmm. and it's like they have so much of a bigger buff than they would have had if they gotten those first two because of it, because everything would have been split up. So it's like, yeah, that's I, that's a point too or like that's a that's like kind of real or people just throwing i mean like tsm freaking <laughs> let's uh, not talk about it <laughs> uh yeah it's the 3-1 warriors lead boy <laughs> yeah. i think i think that pretty much uh that pretty much wrapped kind of like i wanted to present the idea and see if you guys had counterpoints and I think we got a pretty good discussion out of it, honestly. That was more than I could have mm-hmm. ever hoped for over the Dragons, so... The Drake discussion? Yeah, man. That Highline Bling is his best song. It's his best song. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Highline Bling is Drake's best song. It's it's very good. <laughs> um... <laughs> I haven't to it, so I don't know. That's okay. Oh, man. All right, Kraken, I see you wrote Serious. down, like... You see, you wrote down like thirty-seven ideas on here. What are you? What are you going okay. with? Uh, top five cutest pros. <laughs> oh, number five, sneaky from Cloud Nine. Uh, nope, top number one. He number one. He is best boy. Yeah. <laughs> You're so hot, brother. He's ascended so much that he's not even on the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's just descended. He can't be on any team because he's so glorious. Did you see that, Caitlyn? That pool party Caitlyn cosplay? I'm, I'm just saying. He's pretty hot. Ruckles isn't cute. He's like kind of bad boy. <laughs> like... Oh, God. I didn't actually think we were going to cover this. Wild, wild, wild Turtle looks like he, he can be in like a 2000s like a 2000s Disney movie that kind of got like forgotten, sort of. Yes. Like an animated one. Yeah, like. Yeah. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like a Jimmy Neutron character. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You're not wrong. I can't, I can't breathe. But, okay, dude. no, but what I actually want to talk about is that. <laughs> so, we talked about playing not tilted, and we talked about like playing from behind. But when things are going good and you're finally up and you're you're finally up and you're finally winning the game, how do you keep your mental strong so you can seal the deal? Like how do you how do you play when you're ahead? Because sometimes for me, I feel like I get more tilted on the wins on the losses where it very easily could have been a win, but because we macroed, because we like Baron, or because we late game so poorly. We threw a lead, and I'm like, well, great. There's, like, the one in four games where we actually got out to a lead, and I wasted it. Um, like, the, like that can be equally as tilting. doesn't happen as much, but, um, yeah. So, what do you guys think about closing so, out games? The big thing is I, what you're getting at is complacency, and that's one of the biggest issues I have with teams. Like It's like I'm trying to make a call because I know it's going to work. I know that this yeah. is going to be the way that we win the game. And the big thing that I point out is just, like Baron's great. Baron's a great thing to get, but I would rather get that first in hit. I would rather crack the Easily. Because Easily, if, yeah. If you can't because that's the big thing about the macro play that people just start missing out on. Because it's like, if you can crack open the base, you've essentially just really started securing your victory. Because if yeah. all of a sudden they have like that Anivia and she was dead earlier, you can get into their inhib and not have to worry about her wave clear or her wall blocking you from getting in. You prevent yourself from never being able to get... like. Just it's like cracking open in a safe. It's like once that safe is open, there's very little you can do to stop someone from stealing it, whether it be backdooring and stealing the inhib, because inhib has no armor. It doesn't need um or it doesn't need a the minion debuff <laughs> to um, prevent but someone from opening it. The inhib doesn't shoot you. Now you can get in there and 
man, you have an assassin, they can just run rampant in that base a little bit easier. So if you crack open the inhib and you start pressuring maybe a second inhib before you get that Baron, like, yeah, I, I get like maybe if you killed a, like three more members and you got the inhib, go for Baron. Then you can start macaron for those other two inhibs. But if you, um, where was I going? If you get that first inhib, you're going to better set yourself up for a win. And then you can figure out, do I get the Baron later? Um, mm -hmm. If they try and get Baron um, immediately after, because like they're like, well, they didn't go get Baron. We could go get Baron. Hey, let's go get Baron. Now you have the pressure of mid still there while they're at Baron, and you have the better chance of a steal. Because all of a sudden you yeah, have it goes like either situation, yeah. You you have something going down mid that's like, better watch me. I'm coming in. I'm hey, I love this turret. I'm gonna take it down. Like yeah. all of a sudden their their defenses are already weakened elsewhere in the map, and they have to now split their priority. Yeah, you got the inhib. You can just be like, ah, I could Baron if I want to. Mm -hmm. If they yeah. start. Pressuring Baron, they're 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 so split up. It's just like, what do they do? And I'm I'm just like really hammering this point. I know, but just your 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 decisions are a little more <laughs> wide if you have that uh, in him down. Yeah, the super minion, the super minions are like more powerful than your like one in twelve Udyr probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they can be. They can't be underestimated. <laughs> And I think that's just the that's like the misconception. It's like, oh, they're just minions. They they die anyway. But it's like, yeah, but they're always pushing. They do a ton of damage, and you they have to be accounted for, or else you know there are obvious consequences. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what about you, Flapjack? <coughs> Pardon me, dude. I got like lung cancer or something down here. Just coughing it up. Um. Got the coronavirus. Oh man, dude, watch out. Uh. In terms of not throwing, um, I find that before I started playing the game really seriously, um, throwing was a big problem that I had personally. Uh, I would just not be paying attention and give away free gold. I became <clears throat> just free gold basically for the enemy team to come pick up because I wasn't playing the map correctly or I wasn't paying attention or whatever. And then once I started playing the game more seriously, like, <clears throat> if you think about the game state while you're in the game, not, like, retroactively, like, after the game, like, oh, we could have done this, we could have done that. But, like, while you're in game, if you're thinking about the game and what's happening and you're looking at the minimap, like, just the, the nature of the game is going to stop you from throwing if you're thinking about it. Because if, you, if you're looking at the minimap and you see, oh man, they got super minions coming into our bot lane and they're going for Baron. Well, that's a sticky situation to be in, isn't it? You got to choose. Are you going to go make the game winning play and save the base so that you can hold them off later? Or are you going to try to make a bigger game winning play and fight them at Baron? But that's playing from a deficit, not from a lead. So what do you do when you have a lead, right? You've got the Baron. You've knocked out an inhibitor. Now what do you do? They've all respawned. They're out on the map. Their Rengar is super fed. So you don't really want to hang out in their jungle, taking all their jungle camps. Your support's not warding. So what do you do? Well, you just sit in the lane. You make sure you put a control ward behind you at the entrance to the jungle, and you just let your Baron buff do its job. Let the minions what, take the Baron what, buff. That's, yep. That's what it's for. That's what you fought for it for. That's exactly right. You didn't fight for Baron so that you could die in the next team fight. That's so bad, and it happens so often in these in these games where I'll get like, oh man, it happened to me a couple days ago. We we got the Baron. We won the game ultimately, but this was a massive throw. We got the Baron. And we fucking, like, we were mostly healthy, and we had, like, four people that took the Baron, and one guy was dead, so he didn't get the buff, but we still had four people that had the buff, and we saw them. 
they like popped up into the river because they knew we were doing the Baron. And instead of throwing out some poke and then backing off to recall, all these motherfuckers try to chase and a couple of them died. And it's like, that's not a big throw. That's a little throw. Because some people still have the Baron buff. You're at a negative in terms of gold for it right now because you just gave away a bunch of free gold. But you can probably recoup the cost. Mm-hmm. So, like, understanding the game state when you have a lead is super important. Because just because your team has a lead doesn't mean you as a champion are bigger and better than anyone on the enemy team. And if they bring two to tango, can you hang? Can you take that 1v2 and come out on the other side? Maybe if you're proficient enough, like my Anivia, I trust myself to take a 2v1 almost every time. You'll but, probably always lose it if it's an Evelyn uh, TF combo with the Tango skin because they're already tangoing and Oh my god. Uh, That's okay. the skin the skin synergy. You've got you've got a point yeah, there. Yeah. I, I can't even it's, it, it, Wow. It's just a beautiful dance. You can't even yeah. Yeah, you really got me there. But like <laughs> it just I guess just like understanding that like if you see on the like even little things like, hey, their support's a blitzcrank, let's not recall in the open. Mm. Like yeah. mm-hmm. little little like, things like that. If you have a lead if you're, you know, getting yanked. Yeah. Yoink. <clears throat> Cut that soldier boy. It's it. <laughs> it's like starting like if you're asking yourself, you know, man, I just keep throwing games. It's like, well, you're probably not paying attention. You're probably not looking at what they have. You're not ever hitting tab and looking at what they have in terms of items, what they're building, like. Does the enemy build look good or bad? Did they burn a stopwatch in the last fight? These are like little things. Yeah. Did they flash? Did you ping that they flashed? Do you have the mental countdown to know that this guy flashed at this time, which means for the next five minutes, he is easy to kill? Like, Mm. little... should be trying to kill him. Right? (laughs) Actively participate in murder. Like, these little... These just these little things that you can keep track of fairly easily will really put a massive hold on throwing like you'll find yourself throwing way way less if you look at more stuff and try to absorb as much information about the game while you're in it as possible and then say you do throw a game and it goes bad and you lose like you have the ability built into the client to download that game and rewatch it go back watch it see what happened where did the throw happen what was the play? What were your teammates doing? What were you doing? Did you throw? Did your teammate throw? Did the other team just get really lucky? In which case, it probably wasn't a throw. It was just a bad fight that just could have gone either way and you lost. Like, knowing that, you can come out of a game super tilted because you're like, ah, oh, they threw. And then you go back and watch the replay and they had no chance. They didn't throw. It was an unfortunate happenstance. Like, maybe mm-hmm. they got... Maybe the... Maybe the AD carry cleared a ward, moved to the next brush and tried to recall, and they just got caught out by luck of the draw. The Rengar knew where to go, you know? Or like or like mm. someone someone with like a thirty percent crit chance somehow crit eighteen times in a row somehow. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a, yeah. a lot of the game is precise. For example. But um, the the crit point is great. Like you you don't know if they're gonna crit every time unless they have a hundred percent crit chance. And you're not going to know that unless you look at their items. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think um, Proxy really covered, like, the macro stuff really well. I think you covered the more, like, items, like, champ-to-champ stuff really well, too. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to say that, like, um, like, bad mental goes both ways. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're losing, bad mental means you're overly negative, and if you're winning, I think bad mental means you're overly like confident, or you're just like, oh well, we're up, we're up four kills. That means we can just fight them whenever we want and do whatever we want. We own the map now. It's like, no, nah, it's how realizing how big your deficit truly is can like help you from that, but um, you shouldn't get overly optimistic just because you finally have an early lead and i know it's hard to do it because you're like we're finally up 20 to 10 we finally have dragons we finally have a jungler 
let's ah, it's like you just need to slow down and keep your mental so you don't make the stupid plays to throw um like for example like 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 that game that I, I was texting you about uh flapjack the freudian slip that game that we played where we were down like 10k 11k or something like mm -hmm. that um and like the play like we were down 5k or something like 6k when like we were fighting for elder and they had they had the soul too i don't know what soul it was um and their aatrox steps out of line to try to pick me off and i just end up picking him off as with like a bubble and an ultimate and then boom it's 4v5 and they don't even contest the they don't even contest the elder and then we ended up winning the game and it's like maybe it's like yeah they were up and like it was appropriate for them to try to pick me because i was such a weak target at the time but like if you're on atrox and if you're not like a hundred percent confident that you can just fly into the other team and get a pick like that don't do it like <laughs> or like mm -hmm. um especially when i'm standing next to vane and anivia you just sort of walk into the meat grinder um so so yeah <laughs> no, that's a that's a good example that's our mental that game was super boom too <laughs> so it was so it was rough trying to climb back into the mental basket from that one. Oh, yeah. uh, we got lucky on that game but uh i think if that's all the topics that we had we've got extra time which means no i don't don't you start with me i was honestly let's just say i am very surprised cloud nine like came to play and i don't yeah. know if that was just because there uh, some of these teams were missing the players that they needed because um, i think what team liquid no they got Shurnfire and whatnot wasn't Shurnfire one of the issues they were having uh sh yeah yeah Shurnfire was so the, the deal with liquid was Shurnfire is their academy jungler and he and Broxel both were having issues with visas. And Shurnfires went through four days before their first game. So he had four days of practice with the team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I think they're talking a little about that. Yeah, it's it's like like C9 came to play. I was like, okay, Evil Geniuses didn't come out as swinging as I hoped. But they did win one, I, if I remember correctly. I think that was against... Uh, Who they, it was against... Yeah, it was against 100 Thieves. Like, granted, not the greatest team, but like at least they they have a, they have that W there. They yep. have like something going for them. FlyQuest, baby. <laughs> yeah, FlyQuest. FlyQuest is thy best. Um, can we? I still can't believe that hundred thieves game where the other team threw that like the first one that they. Oh played, yeah, Golden Guardians. Holy crud! Like Golden Guardians were there. They were ready to play and then that strong mental i think is what medios pointed out is what like really prevented them from like falling out like they mm -hmm. got that elder and they turned the entire game around yeah it was uh i didn't get to i didn't get to watch all the games uh for na or you but i listened to quite a few of them and uh boy howdy do we have some standings here I'll just I'll just run through standings for LCS and then I'll do LEC and we can talk about it a little bit see what's what's going on. Um, sharing first place uh, in North America, we've got Cloud Nine, Dignitas, and FlyQuest. So Dignitas is out here trying to fight, and FlyQuest is out here coming to the same sprinting start that they have every single split. Uh, they'll probably fall off later, but I don't know about that. They're looking pretty saucy. Uh, sharing fourth place with a record of one and one, we have Evil Geniuses, Immortals, Team Liquid, and Hundred Thieves. Oh, and uh, at the bottom of the barrel, off of just every single one of these games that these teams played looked like shit. Uh... <laughs> Every game TSM played looked like shit. Uh, especially that 61-minute fucking slog. CLG looked like trash. Golden Guardians looks like an academy team. 
<laughs> look like a good academy team, not a great. No, LLC they don't team. look like they don't look like a team that would win academy, but they look like a team that would take third in academy. Okay. Because Immortals looks like if you took out the I and the first M. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best joke You're you've ever told. Wrong. <laughs> they I mean, do they bleed. Beat, <laughs> they they beat uh. Oh, they beat TSM, so they beat the best team in a. They beat the best team in LCS. So that's pretty good for them. They fucking uh, that game frustrated the hell out of me because, <laughs> like, oh my god, uh, it just it went on for so long and Bjergsen couldn't I mean, I do doing, anything. I was like doing work at the same time, but. Um... God. Yeah, dude. Just... It it's so wild too because I saw a tweet from like this. Was that, that was LeBlanc? Yes, that was his LeBlanc game. Uh, yeah. He had a couple of really nice plays with the LeBlanc where he did a bunch of damage and changed the scape of the game in that moment. But, like, I saw a tweet from the... Split. Yeah, the LOL Esports stats account that said, in both of their games over the weekend, TSM secured first Blood, first Tower, and first uh, um, Rift Herald in both games, and they lost both games. It's this whole different landscape of jungle. That's that's probably what's really screwing them, honestly. I think, because I've heard from a couple of podcast sources, they're buffing jungle XP. That'll yeah, just help that Dardoch, and that's gonna that alone Here. is gonna buff TSM. <laughs> Here, you guys, you want me to pull up what their what the current talks are? And I think this is all off PBE. Um, let me yeah. pull it up really quick. Yeah, pull it up. Okay. While I, I'll so I'll run through. Oh no, yeah. Patch. Uh, I'm getting the image right now from my friend. Okay, nurse, first one set. Mm. Right. Mm. We all we all know why that one's there. Yeah. Um. So set's getting the nerf. Um. Uh, next one, echo jungle. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be a big one. It's I, I think it's just mainly because you have those people that are constantly in and out. Um. Uh, but it's specific to echo jungle. Um. Next is Diana mid. Thank God. Akali's getting a full-on nerf, but that's the PBE changes, I think, going into effect. I think that one might be a up in the air, because I've heard so many mixed things about it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about that one, but um, it's on the list. Misfortune's getting a um, nerf as well. Well, when you terrorize solo queue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sona ADC, as I said earlier in this podcast. Um, Sona... Uh, there's a note by it as well. Went too far last patch, so they buffed her too hard last patch, is what they're saying. Leona's getting a nerf. Rumble's getting a nerf. And Aphelios is getting a nerf to his max range, and I think that's due to the fact that um, there was the issue where... <laughs> uh, um, I think Sneaky showed it off uh, where he was able to throw down his crescendum or whatever the boomerang one is. Mm -hmm. He set down the turret and he was able to kill a djinn that was walking out of the little like gate from the base. Killed him all the way from drag pit because of three autos that he was able to get off because it applied the long shot, so mm -hmm. the unlimited range sniper rifle and there were some issues there. So I think that's what they're nerfing. I don't know quite exactly. I, that was That is what I would assume. Um, what they are buffing, Jungle XP, mm -hmm. Galio, mm. Sejuani. Yeah! Colonel, you might be happy about this one, and I don't know how I feel. Maybe it'll put my Twitch back on the map, but Yumi is getting a buff. in love. <laughs> oh, great. Fuck yeah. that champion, uh, dude. Well, to, to what, though? Like, uh, it doesn't know quite yet. Um, uh, this is just, like, basic information. I think this is all from uh, PBE, which I don't know if I have access to because of the season reset. But hmm. um, Azir's getting a buff. That's cool. Get ready, Flapjack. You're going to like this one. Corky. Yeah. I love Corky. And then Ezreal. <laughs> I, I could hear the pain from here. Oh, oh man, you hate Ezreal so much. <laughs> oh man, he's such a he's such a he's great on the other team, terrible on your team, or just yeah. always terrible. 
there's it's one of those three. I just I have I have, I like I like I like fighting early. So like tier, so like 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 tier champs will look. They you know so it's like all right we farm we trade a little bit you know we get a nice we get a nice little. You know something 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 a little positive happens. They come back with a tier and I'm just like. Great. I mean, awesome. What are you gonna do? Crown them? Like, like <laughs> they got a pickaxe, bro. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's like you can't really be as proactive as I'd like to be for until they have like I don't know that Manamune or something. But, right. Yeah. Was that all the the buffs, Proxy? Or? Uh, yeah, that's everything. Um, oh. There's probably going to be a little bit more. There's probably going to be some adjustment that might be in there that they haven't said. It, like kind of like what they did with Nautilus, where they didn't like kill him, but they gave, they made him use less mana, but also removed a lot of his early damage. Or, or, or they just kind of removed some of his damage, so they might have some adjustments in there. But I don't see that. The only, the only thing I'm pulling... I don't even know where my buddy pulled this. He may have just pulled it from Reddit. But I'm assuming it's a 10.3 patch off of... Um, based off everything that's going on PBE. Because I know the Akali nerf is live on PBE. And I know uh, there's a few Akali mains out there that are kind of mad right now about it. I'm still mad they reworked her the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! I, I think the thing it was a quality of life update that kind of really brought her back. But it, it definitely it's kind of like, well, I kind of miss that old kit. Like people that really love the, I think it was Draven playing against Urgot with the tier was always brutal because you just could walk away and boop boop boop. boop. Yeah, 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 dude, dude, yeah. I miss the I miss old Galio, man. I miss old Galio. Your first, your first ever pentakill. Yeah. First Pentakill, Flash under their tower, uh, Ultimate, Galio Penta. I was playing Jungle Trinomir that been, game. It's been downhill ever since. <laughs> Double Spiral since then. That moment of glory. I'm disappointed in myself that I haven't got a Pentakill on one of my mains. I think I'm only up to three Pentakills in my entire life, honestly. And, like, it's not even... It's generally because someone will not let me have it. Like, I've gotten... <laughs> I think I'm already at like six or seven quadra kills for the season already. Oh man, dude! Damn, I'm not allowed to have them. It's like the other person is like, "Oh no, this is ranked. Oh, you can't have a penta. You can't have your first ever." No, actually, no. I have ranked pentas. Uh, I think that was like season three or four, though. <laughs> the olden days. Um, or it's like uh, my teammates are just like, ha ha. You can't have it because I want to kill. I want my stats buffed. You can't just go 12 and 0. Like, no, you stay that 11 and 0 even though you worked so hard. Jeez. Oh, man. Well, uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about before we call it? I think that's it for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm cleared out. All right. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about how to talk to, how to how to date while playing league. We we'll probably say that for next week. Yeah, yeah that's it's a whole thing. Uh, you don't <laughs> either. You don't or you don't talk about it. Yeah, it's a secret. Yeah. Both both proxy and I know the secret. But <laughs> it's it's a secret. Oh my gosh, uh, I will make one comment actually really quick because I was double checking op.gg like meta. Um, apparently there's not enough large sized. Uh, um, sample size for Corky right now at all because no one plays him so this buff is definitely needed yeah Corky he's sucks only, right now he's the only champion on this entire list that has a rip on his name because Oof. no one's played him <laughs> he's bad man he perpetually has a package oh my god that that would be that'd be a buff. That'd be something special. I'll tell you what. You're gonna see a corky main shooting up the ranks here in a minute. Oh boy. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us here tonight. I'm gonna try and get episode three and then this one up by the end of the week. Now we were caught up, and I don't have to spend a whole week editing podcasts anymore. I can just do one a week, which is gonna be nice. But uh, get back to solo queue. Yeah, I gotta get back to solo queue. I'm probably gonna play a game after this, actually. But uh, in the meantime, y'all keep grinding. 
don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. It's only the first month of the season. We haven't even crested three weeks yet. It's like, even if you're tanking, it's it's okay. You've got till like the middle of October before it's over. So you've got time. Take a day off. Let your mental reset. You'll be all right. Bro, Corky. Ooh. That's what I'm doing right now. Boy. Yep. I really uh, woo, woo. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Night. Yeah. That's gotta sting.